0: Ha, Jai Radha Madhava, Kunjavi Hari Jai Radham, Jai Hari, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Krishna Hare Hare. Rama Rama Hare 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 Krishna jaya prabhu pada jaya prabhu pada jaya prabhu pada shрила prabhu pada jaya jaya prabhu pada tatam pa (音楽) Prabhupada, Jaya, Prabhupada, Jaya, Jaya, Prabhupada, Prabhupada, Jaya, Jaya, Prabhupada,
1: Jaya Guru Shila Prabhupada, Kija jam Vishnapada pada parambha parivajika acharya stotra shatash tasvi jivan greas bhakti siddhanta saraswati takur shila prabhu pad ki jam vishnu pada parambha parivajika acharya stotra shatash jivan greas bhakti siddhanta saraswati takur shila Prabhupādiki ananta koti vishnu vrind ki grendra bhagavatam ki mitai gauru prabamande all Glories to asambhud all Glories to assemble. all glories to asambhud all glorious to, to, to shri guru gauranga all Glories to shila prabhupada ki om namo bhagavate vasudevaaya <coughs> om namo om namo bhagavate Vasudevaya om namo bhagavate vasudevaaya om bhagavate, 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 bhagavate narayanam namaskritya, namaskritya. narancai narottamam Devim Saraswati Vyasam Tato Jai rayet Hare Krishna, we are reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, canto 7, chapter 10, prahlada the best among exalted devotees. Text number 3. Mhritya Lakshana Jignasu yes. Bhaktam Kameswa Achodayat Bhavan Samsara Bijeshu Hrudya Granti Shuprabho Vrutya Lakshana Jignasu Bhaktam Kameswa Achodayat Bhavan samsara vijeshu Hrudaya granti shu prabho Mrutya lakshana jignyasu Bhaktin kameshwa chodaya Bhavan samsara vijeshu Hrudaya granti prabho Having Is <laughs> бер된 まわいがela sitlla. シャッシャー、いだお刻のみがでしょー。シャッシャー、イøーがーにぃして diameter。days <laughs> off.us संसार good. status. संसार Ihnenのための考え方.ushaのようになって。いやすい通り、経えよ。ідって見 열�りですか? SAL. प्रभु черезダ took प्रभु い理由 ça takamit <tikāneśu> samsara jignesu, amsa abijashu rudeya granteshu prabho vaishnavis vrutya lakshana jignyasu baktam kameeshwachoday bhavan samsara abijashu rudeya granteshu prabho Brutia Lakshana Jignasu Misha Shodaya Bavan Samsa Yeshu Grantishu Prabhu Brutia Lakshana Jignyasu Desiring to exhibit the symptoms of a pure devotee. Bhaktam, the devotee. Kameshu, in the material world where lusty desires predominate. Achhodayat has sent Bhavan, your lordship. Samsara Bijeshu. The root, the root cause of being present, being present in, this in this material world. Hrudaya, Hrudaya which, which desire, for desire for material enjoyment is in the, in the, core, of the core of the hearts of all conditioned souls. All conditioned souls. prabhu. O my worshipable Lord, translation and purport by Sister Vangesh Prabhupad Shila Prabhupad ki jay. Translation O my worshipable Lord, because the seed of lusty desires, which is the root cause of material existence, is within the core of everyone's heart. You have sent me to this material world to exhibit the symptoms of a pure devotee. PURPORT Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu has given considerable discussion about Nitya Siddha and Sadhana Siddha devotees. Nitya Siddha devotees come from Vaikuntha this material world to teach by their personal example how to become a devotee. The living entities in this material world can take lessons from such Nitya Siddha devotees and thus become inclined to return home back to Godhead. A Nitya Siddha devotee comes from Vaikuntha upon the order of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and shows by his example how to become a pure devotee. Anya Bilashita Sunyam. In spite of coming to this material world, the Nitya Siddha devotee is never attracted by the allurements of material enjoyment. A perfect example is Prahlada Maharaja, who was a Nitya Siddha, a Mahabhagavata devotee. Although Prahlada was born in the family of Hiranyakashipu, an atheist, he was never attached to any kind of materialistic enjoyment. Desiring to exhibit the symptoms of a pure devotee, the Lord tried to, tried to induce Prahlad Maharaja to take material benedictions, but Prahlad Maharaj did not accept them. On the contrary, by his personal example, he showed the symptoms of a pure devotee. In other words, the Lord himself has no desire to send his pure devotee to this material world, nor does a devotee have any material purpose in coming. When the Lord himself appears as an incarnation within this material world, he is not allured by the material atmosphere and he has nothing to do with this with material activity. Yet, by his example, he teaches the common man how to become a devotee. Similarly, a devotee who comes here in accordance with the order of the Supreme Lord shows by his personal behavior how to become a pure devotee. A pure devotee, therefore, is a practical example for all living entities, including Lord Brahma. Omagyanati Mirandasya, Jnana Jana Shalakya, Chakshun Militam Yena, Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha, Jai Sri Prabhu Nityananda. Sri Advaita Gadada, Sri Vasadi Gauravakta Vrinda. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare, Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama Hare, Hare. Hare Krishna? This yes, <coughs> is so uh, beautiful purport by Srila Prabhupada. Uh, so is a Nitya Siddha devotee. <laughs> in Chaitanya Charita-murta, it is mentioned, not in Chaitanya Charita-murta, Shri Narottamudha Stakur, he writes in his songs, he says, Gaurangera Sangigane Nitya Siddha Karimane. So all the associates of Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So Srila Prabhupada is the eternal associate of their lordships. He is mentioned as what? He is a Senapati Bhakta, mora Senapati Bhakta. So, he is, he is not like one of us, He is a Nitya Siddha devotee who came by the order of the Supreme Lord to preach devotional service. So, Śrīla Prabhupāda, we hear in many memories of His disciples where Śrīla Prabhupāda mentioned that Krishna asked Him to go material world, to preach, but Prabhupada said, no, but then Krishna said, don't worry, I will take care. And then Prabhupada came, he extensively preached, bhakti cult, and that's where we are here, taking those fruits, whatever Srila Prabhupada distributed. And even end of his pastimes, uh, Srila Prabhupada mentioned, that Krishna gave him a choice whether he want to stay here or come back. So Prabhupada very clearly in the Lila Mruta we, we hear that from Prabhupada himself. So we should never consider these exalted devotees as one of us, one of among us. Even their suffering is not like us. Our suffering and who are the nitya Siddha devotees in Krishna's pastime? Gopis. Yeah. Who else? Mother Aishwada and Nanda Maharaj. Who else? Pandavas. Yeah. All the Pandavas are nitya Siddha devotees. All the friends of Krishna. Yeah. They are all nitya Siddha devotees. And in Chaitanya Charita Amruta, everybody, all the associates of Mahaprabhu or Nitya Siddha devotees. You remember when uh, all the devotees came for Rathya so Sarvabhaumbattacharya was introducing everybody from the terrace of uh, the king. He was introducing them to the king and he mentioned this is so and so, this is so and so. In that purport, Srila Prabhupada writes, now all these devotees are, Eternal associates of the love. Chaitanya all are. He tells. There are innumerable devotees, not just one, two, three, you know, innumerable. They are all Nitya Siddha devotees. And in the Nectar of Devotion, Bhaktirasamruta Sindhu, it was mentioned by Srila Rupa Goswami that when a devotee perfects by sadhana's process so at the end pretty much there is no difference in the activities of Nitya siddha devotees and those who perfected through sadhana they are called sadhana siddha devotees so there is no at the end there is no difference in the activity so what is that activity finally engaging in the service of the lord for the pleasure of the lord so that's why for us, sadhana is very important to perfect ourselves. So, although Bhaktirasamruta Sindhu mentions that one has to follow the Raganuga devotees, and we, we have to come to the Raganuga platform by following the Raghatmika devotees. Raghatmika devotees, those are the devotees who are already perfected, like the Gopa friends and Gopis and Mother Yashoda, all the associates, Arjuna, all those. Bhaktara Samruta Sindhu gives very elaborate explanation about these different devotees and how we have to follow in their footsteps. So there is Bhaktara Samruta Sindhu also explains the difference between anukarana and anukarana, anusarana and anukarana, so following and imitating. So we should not imitate them, rather we should follow in their footsteps how to serve the Lord in each and every um, situation. And, and sadhana-bhakti is so potent. In, in Bhakti Sindhu, Srila Rupa Goswami mentioned velo- very elaborately the 64 items, angas of bhakti, elements of bhakti, he mentioned. And after mentioning all the 64 items, he gives a potent recipe. But all these items, where they are coming from, they are not coming from uh, in a mental concoction of the Goswamis. They are coming from, directly from the Supreme Lord in the form of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu instructed Rupa Goswami and Sanatana Goswami. In Chaitanya Charita Amruta, we read that uh, for seven continuous days, Mahaprabhu instructed uh, Rupa Goswami. So there he mentions, I gave just one drop of this ecstatic love, how to invoke and he gave the symptoms, uh, sorry, process also. So Rupa Goswami by the order of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu very nicely explained in Bhakti rasamruta Sindhu. So that's why it's very important for us regularly no, refer Bhakti Rasamruta Sindhu. Any, any doubt we get in our daily sadhana, any, anywhere we lack, our, we, if we are feeling that I'm not progressing as I supposed to be, so where the checkpoint, we again go back to Bhakti Rasamruta Sindhu and verify where I am lacking. So then come back, correct it and proceed. So in Bhakti Rasamruta Sindhu, After explaining 64 items, it was summarized the five potent items of bhakti. They are very, very important for us to every day include in our sadhana practice. What are those? Chanting, chanting the holy names, yes. Living in the holy place place, like Madhura, Vrindavan. Reading the scriptures, especially Srimad Bhagavatam. Huh? Yeah, hearing Srimad Bhagavatam, yes. Serving the, Serving the devotees. yes. Seva. One more. Residing. Vrindavan. Yeah, that's covered, residing in the Vrindavan. Taking prashadam, yes, but before that, Varsimit, deity worship, yes. So these are the panchanga bhakti. So, first one is association of devotees, namasmarana, Mathura was residing in the visiting holy places like Vrindavan and Mathura and reading Srimad Bhagavatam and Shri So, these are the five potent forms of devotional service. And it is mentioned, even one, even a neophyte devotee performs any of these activities, he can experience the potency of devotional service. He, he can experience the ecstasy of bhakti. So, that's why these five are very important. Now, um, if at all we go uh, to a dietician. now I'm going through some... Uh, problem, health problem, you go to dietitian, they say, or you take this medicine, adjust your diet like this, you adjust your diet like this, morning you take breakfast, uh, cereals or protein, this much protein should be there. So all, like how they give a recipe to follow, for properly nurturing our body. Similarly, to nurture our devotional service, we have to follow this recipe. So these are the five items we should include in our daily sadhana. We should make sure that these five items somehow or other covered. If one of them is lacking, like if you are just taking carbose but not taking protein, or if you are not taking some B12, Related items. How you become weak? Similarly, in bhakti also, if we are not taking these five items properly, we will become weak. Just, just chanting, chanting, chanting itself is enough. But we are not there at that stage. Only chanting is enough. So we need to add other things to chant properly. And. And for the sadhana bhakti, is there any qualification? No. So anybody can do it. Anybody can take it. So that's the beauty of sadhana bhakti. So anybody, it doesn't matter one has knowledge or no knowledge. One may um, have experience or no experience. One may be child or adult or, you know, nearly end of the life, it doesn't matter. So, and it doesn't, that's why it is mentioned that jnana, karma, the anavrutam. So, so you don't require any jnana. And it also doesn't require any renunciation also. So renunciation and knowledge, they are not the qualifications to perform sadhana bhakti. Whereas other forms of processes, like jnana or karma or yoga, So you have to have jnana and renunciation element required. So whereas to perform bhakti, so we don't require that. So what is the qualification to perform bhakti? Hmm? Shraddha. Yeah, that faith, that sincere faith is the only qualification. Sincerity is the qualification. In the Bhaktira Samadhi Sindhu. Rupa Goswami very nicely explains None of them required a person's sincere desire to perform and simultaneously attraction for the Lord. So that is the only qualification required to perfect sadhana bhakti. Other than that, nothing else required and everything else will come on their own accord. Depends on the devotees' inclination and sincerity, Lord in the heart, He reveals everything. He reveals everything, and we can see a gradual progress in the devotee's life. We all have that experience, isn't it? You know, how we were in the beginning of our devotional service, as years and months and days progressed, and how we are slowly advancing. And if at all not advancing, we know where we are lacking, or somebody else will tell us. And we also see (coughs) that progress, many examples in the Srimad Bhagavatam. So who is the best example that somebody perfected true sadhana? Any example comes to your mind? That a devotee performed sadhana bhakti and perfected? Dhruva Dhruva Maharaj. Yes, Dhruva Maharaj is the best example we can see. Within how many days? Just six months he perfected. And he does he have knowledge? No. Does he renounce? No. He wants to have a bigger kingdom than his great grandfather. And any age limit? No, he was just five years old. So that's why sadhan bhakti doesn't require any qualification, just the mercy and our sincerity. So mercy of Narada Muni is there and his sincere endeavor, his determination to perform, execute instructions of spiritual master Narad Muni. And who else is the example? Prahlad Maharaj, but here it is mentioned Prahlad Maharaj is Nitya Siddha devotee. How about Narad Muni? Yeah, Narad Muni is another great example. So in the fifth chapter, A first canto, we hear how Narada Muni met the uh, Bhagavatas and by the mercy and honoring their remnants, he developed ecstatic symptoms and he also followed their instructions very rigidly, very nicely he followed and through, by the end of his current life, he was able to hear the Lord, but Lord instructed him you have to perfect more and come back, next life. So that's so. these are the examples Bhagavatam gives that anybody can progress in spiritual life irrespective of time, place, circumstance and the designations and capacity of the body we have. And <clears throat> and as we progressing that raganuga bhakti automatically so in in devotional surveys as we are progressing our heart becomes very soft. Our heart becomes very, very you know, soft with all the qualities of a perfected devotee. So, other than, uh, compared to sadhana bhakti, devotional process, if you take other processes, problem with other processes is that the heart becomes very hard. You know, they, like in the yoga process or in Ashtanga Yoga or Jnana or Karmakarna their heart becomes very dry because they don't have any personal feelings to the Lord. Whereas a devotee is getting perfected, he develops a final ecstatic love for the Lord in that different mellows. So what are the different mellows that a devotee tried to serve the Lord? So first one in the Shantarasa, in the neutrality. Next, Dasya, Sakya, Vatsalya, and Madhurya. So, as we devotee progress, he will automatically try to follow one of these five rasas. So, they are not artificial imposition. We should not artificially impose ourselves, okay, from today onwards I will worship the Lord as uh, Mother Yashoda and Nanda Maharsha. No, Shastra tells us we should not Do like that. Rather, we should follow whatever sadhana we are doing, we should add our sincerity and we should add the mood of the devotees who are doing it. Say for example, it is mentioned in uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, when Lord was entering in Dwaraka, how different devotees were carrying umbrella. You know how they were you not know, doing chamara service. Raktak and Pat Patrak. They were holding umbrella and they were you not know, doing chamara. So same we can see so many examples how a perfected devotee try to serve. Say he will not keep himself in the center, rather he will keep Lord in the center and the pleasure of the Lord in the center. So that we have to take in consideration. So that's why in, in our daily activities, whatever service we are doing, irrespective of the service, we may be sweeping the floor, you may be decorating the Lord in the altar, it doesn't matter what service we are doing. We have to add our finer sentiments. So what is that finer sentiment a devotee should add? Love for the Lord. So, relation we have to develop, a personal relationship we have to develop with the Lord. So, that comes in whatever service we are doing. We consider it's not that, you know, so-and-so devotee asked me to do, or if I do this service, I will get some name or recognition. No. So, this is I am doing for the Lord, Radha Vallabha. This is to please Shishi Gavarnita. This is to please Jagannath Balaram Subhadra. So, I am doing everything for their pleasure. So, that is the finer sentiment we have to apply in our daily activities. And we have to make sure our sadhana is our prime priority in our daily schedule. So, that's why bhakti is not a choice. Bhakti elements, they are not a choice. So, they are compulsory and it's like if you have multiple choice question. So, only one answer most of the time is correct. Or multiple answers may be correct if they are in relation to that. So, similarly in our daily activities also we have so many choices to make. Correct. So, devotee, sadhana bhakti helps us to choose a correct option. That is, serving the Lord in every aspect. So, that's why sadhana bhakti is very important, prioritizing our daily sadhana is very important. So, it's not that we, we do elements of bhakti like chanting or reading when I get free time. No, it's not that when I get free time, so I will make time to read and chant properly. So that, that's what we have to come to the level. So we should make a proper adjustment to prioritize all our sadhana elements, especially these five potent forms of bhakti. And the very, very easy way to perform all these five elements in one go is our Śrīla Prabhupada's morning program recipe. You know, you come at 4.30, deity worship, you can take the darshan of the Lord, you offer obeisances to the Lord, you recite prayers, so that's all part of devotional, deity worship, and and you take association of the devotees, uh, chanting, chanting the holy names from five to seven, and then again guru puja, that's again taking association and engaging in the deity worship, taking charanamruta, offering water to tulasi, circumambulating around the Tulsi, all the majority of 64 elements covered and these five potent forms also covered. From 7.30 to 8.30 we have Bhagavatam class shravan covered. And if you can stay for prashadam and serve the devotees, where serving the devotees also covered. So you see how Śrīla Prabhupāda very expertly imbibed all the elements of sadhana bhakti. In our daily program. So that's why morning program is very important. And wherever it is possible, we should apply it in our daily schedule. And what why is is very unique in among all other organizations? Because we can give this recipe. Whereas other temples, other Societies, they don't have anything. Hardly, they may have so many people going there but none of them can follow the elements of bhakti for transforming their hearts. You know, many times when we become devotees back in India or our parents or our friends, they say, oh, you converted. You hear that, right? You know, they say, oh, you converted. It's not conversion. It's a transformation. So, there is a big difference between conversion and transformation. So, you are not that saying, you convert from this to that. So, we are transforming. So, what is transforming in our life? Our consciousness is transforming. Our activities are transforming. Our vision is transformed. Our goal is transformed. Our purpose of life transformed. So, that is... That's that's what unique contribution of Srila is. gone Others may have so many followers but their heart may not transform. <laughs> and knowing that, so what we can offer to the society is that somehow or other we first help ourselves and we help others. So with with introducing them to Krishna Consciousness. So, as a devotee, now any person who is compassionate, if somebody tells, uh, if you are going through some issue, bodily problem, say for example, I am going through hay fever issue, some devotee recommended me, Achintrup Mataji told, oh, take this honey and this vitamin C, that helps you. And she purchased and gave me also. Why? Because she knows, oh, I also went to this problem, this helped me, this medicine helped me, this will help you also. Similarly, when we were non devotees before coming in Krishna consciousness, we were going through the same problems, of everybody is going through. What are those problems? Lust, anger, greed, envy. So these are the main problems. Other ones anyway, they come, all the bodily related problems, they come. and and we can see a transformation in our life. So, what help we can offer to the society? Somehow or other, bring them to Krishna consciousness. So, that's the only thing we can do, to help. And to do that, we, <coughs> we have so many means to help. So, one is Harinam, is book distribution, You can bring them for prasadam, invite them to your home for prasadam, all these different activities, somehow or other, you can engage them. So why everybody should become devotee? You know, people generally say, oh, like now so many wars are happening. People think, oh, this war should somehow stop, restore the peace. So how can, uh, peace can be restored? You now, if two dogs are there, any dog walking by, seeing other dog that barks, why you come to my place? Why you came to my place? You see, animals, they fight each other. So, similarly, humans also, those who are not in the proper consciousness, they fight each other. What we can offer to the society to restore peace, make them a devotee. In, in, in first canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, Śrīla Prabhupāda writes, where, um, where Parikshit Maharaj descriptions were there in the towards the end of first canto. In those Shila Prabhupada writes, the correct administrator, a good administrator's responsibility is to make sure that every citizen become a devotee. And he reasons why everybody should become a devotee. Devotees are naturally peaceful. So, if everybody becomes a devotee, whole society will be peaceful. So, to make whole world too peaceful, that they should become a devotee. So, that's why it says, as soon as a person becomes a devotee, all the good qualities of demigods are naturally present. And in in the third canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, also it is mentioned, titikshwa karunika. So, a devotee, natural symptom is Tithikshwa, is very peaceful and calm and he is compassionate by nature and Ajata shatrava so he doesn't have enemies also. So, if one is not a devotee, you will see so many enemies for him because of his envy and so many other defects. So only by becoming a devotee, one will develop all the good qualities, there is no other alternative. So, one, generally society, uh, philanthropists, they think, okay, um, you go to Swanson Street or any, any part of the city, there people stand with their iPads asking, please donate. There is a water problem, please donate. There is a food problem in Africa, please donate for this cause, please donate that for that cause. And they try to preach, you know, there is organ sale, in the China, so you see, the, with the placard, so many people try to help, but that help will not help anything. See so that in in the previous prayers of uh, Praalat Maharaj, we heard tadapi thadapi So the remedy to cure the misery itself is more miserable. <laughs> so only way society can be helped is by preaching Krishna consciousness. There is no other alternative. And we are getting very close to marathon. So we can from now itself meditate what way we can contribute to help. You know, naturally we should feel compassionate to others. Only compassion is to somehow or other make them devotee. So you can go for Harinam, so many people like to come to city. If possible, you can join every day, otherwise twice a week. You can go for book distribution. So there are so many ways. It is mentioned in, uh, in 10th canto where Krishna, when He was glorifying the trees, He mentions, no, etavan So one who has taken birth, Janmasafalyam to perfect his life. Janmasafalyam, Dehinam, Ihadehishu. And Krishna tells, Pranayir, Arthayir, Dhiya, Vacha. So, with your prana, with your life symptoms, Arthayir, with your money, Dhiya, with your intelligence, and Vacha, with your words, Shreya, Acharanam, Sada. So, one has to always benefit all the living entities. So, if possible, you can directly participate in book distribution. If you are not able to participate, you can use your intelligence somehow. If you are not able to do that, use your body. Those who are going for book distribution, you can cover their services. Like say, for example, from next week, our catering service is going to start and many of the devotees from ashram, we have to go for catering and some devotees have to go for book distribution and nobody there for crossway service. So, you can help in that way. By helping that, you are also helping the greater cause. So, diya, pranair, arthair. So, you can also, you know, help. Say, for example, directly you may not distribute, but those who are distributing, you can help them. You distribute, if somebody asks for free, you give, I reimburse that money. So, like that, in whatever aspect, We can, somehow or other, we should come. So the giver gets more. In that way, by engaging somehow or other in elements of sadhana bhakti and somehow or other helping others, we will perfect our sadhana process. We will become sadhana siddha. And that, to get perfected, our sadhana, so we have to somehow capture the attention of Srila Prabhupada and all the previous acharyas, ultimately Krishna's mercy. So, we will get that kripa, kripa siddha also required and simultaneously our sadhana should go. Okay, I will stop here. If you have any questions or comments, please. Hare Krishna.
0: Hare Krishna Prabhuji, thank you for the next class. Prabhuji, you mentioned that in Bhakti we don't need any renunciation and everything. But Prabhu, when we read the 10 offences every day in the morning, in the last offence, the 10th offence, it says that um, even if we have material attachments, mm-hmm. uh, we cannot attain to love of God. So, um, so, how do we understand this? It means that we need renunciation in Bhakti to p- progress ahead. Mm.
1: Very good question, good observation. Renunciation, there is a very clear explanation in Bhagavad Gita. Where, um, Prabhupada, when Arjuna asks a question, karma and sanyas, renounce renounced order and renouncing so renounced order is renounced order of there's a progression of spiritual life where there is no material obligations a devotee takes the renounced order of life and completely engage in the service of the supreme lord with body, mind and words but for majority it is not possible so we have to continue in whichever ashrama we are in and the renunciation what recommended in Bhagavad Gita is that we renounce the fruits of our activities knowing that the results are coming by the by the order of the Supreme Lord. All the, whether it may be beneficial result or non beneficial result. Say, for example, you are going for book distribution, whole day you spent, but not even one book gone. So, there you are not attached to the result. So, that attachment you are renouncing. Say, you went, you distributed hundred books in one hour or you you become a top five distributors this book marathon. So that also you are renouncing, it's mercy of the Shila Prabhupāda and the Lord. So that renunciation is required So the, and the other renunciation mentioned is that, say for example, other traditions, they they renounce all the uh, material things, thinking that uh, not wearing chapel, not dressing properly, not shaving their head, not brushing, all those activities, they think they are all material activities, they renounce, they renounce their possessions, they renounce technology, they don't use any technology. So that's why Rupa Goswami mentioned, so we don't renounce things just like that, but we try to engage all the activities, all the utilities, all the facilities in the service of the Lord. Nirbandha Krishna Sambandhe, So we engage them. So that becomes devotional activity. So in that way, we don't maintain our material attachment, but we see everything in relation to Krishna and we engage them. So that is required. Does it answer your question?
0: Thank you Prabhupada Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Prabhuji. thank Krishna. you for the class. I have a similar question. You know how there is the phrase, just chant and be happy, and you said that we're not at the stage of just chanting and being happy, we need all the other processes. Um, is it that when we come into the movement, uh, at first there is just the, sim- the simple version basically? You know, that we just chant to start us off and then we get into all the other processes of bhakti? Or is it possible for us, like, what stage is it? Uh, what stage do we need to be at to just chant and be happy?
1: <laughs> Very good question. So there is a, a hidden word in between. Chant perfect and be happy. So our initial chanting, chanting whether we chant in a perfected stage or in a conditioned stage, the medicine works and depends on the person's uh, conditioning, the medicine's potency, although equal, may take, say for example, um, same, Now, you go to a doctor with a cold and flu symptoms, depends on the severity of your cold and flu, that medicine works immediately or slowly. Similarly, the chanting is the same. So, we don't know how much conditioning and how much uh, baggage we are carrying from our previous lives. So, somebody may take, uh, take chanting, Just on the first day, some devotees come to temple, other devotee says, you should chant 16 rounds every day. Okay, I'll take it. 16 rounds, no problem. I'll start from today only. Or you should follow four regulatory principles. No problem, I'll follow from today only. You should come every day to Mangalarthi. No problem, I'll come every day. For some devotees, from day one, it clicks, they chant 16 rounds, they follow four regulatory principles, they do everything. But some other people, even to come to the level of chanting 16 rounds, not that all the 16 rounds at one go in the Mangala Arati, even to finish by 12 o'clock midnight, that takes ages. You see the difference? How much baggage they carry, And when we come to 16 le- rounds of our daily sadhana, and you see gradual progress in our consciousness, Initially, we may be chanting for our own pleasure or uh, just for a tick mark, we may chant doing, but as we progress, we, we think, why I have to stop at 16? Can I add two more? Can I add four more in my daily? And devotees also, I have seen so many devotees, they plan um, in during Karthik month, they try to um, they adjust their daily work to add more devotional service in their life, uh, daily activities, daily uh, schedule. They take say, say for example like Ekadashis, uh, they try to chant more rounds, 64 rounds, 120 rounds, like that. So they take off. Why? Because they are slowly developing the taste. So that's why in Bhaktira Samruta Sindhu also it was given an example. A jaundice person, jaundice, the disease such that our tongue becomes very bitter because of the excess bile produced. Even the sweet feels very bitter. But the cure for jaundice is sugar cane juice. Sugar cane juice by na- by nature is very sweet, but for a jaundice person, it's not sweet. But as we are drinking the same juice again and again, that is the cure and slowly it restores our natural life, natural uh, symptoms and you can feel the taste also. Similarly chanting, initially Krishna's mercy, he gives little bit taste to attract us but to hold on to the taste our sincere endeavour is required, daily. So, some days we may feel like to chant all the rounds. Some days time may not permit, our circumstances may not permit, body may not permit, but still we have to stick to that, I should finish my 16 rounds, attentively, somehow or other. So, that daily endeavour gives taste. And along with that, we, if we get clarified with our goal, you know, in every activity, if we are clear with our goal, what we want to achieve and it doesn't matter what we are doing in between, what struggles we are facing, if we are concentrating on the goal, so all other will not make any um, troubling objects in our daily sadhana thank
0: you Hare krishna Hare krishna Krishna Prabhuji. Hare krishna, Hare krishna. Um, I, I just wanted to ask uh, on some days it's really hectic to keep our promises or vows that that we have um, for instance chanting right mm. so for for example i have assignments i have work and and at the end of the day i'm so tired that i'm not able to complete my chanting mm. so So, how to keep up that, and, yeah.
1: That's good. Good that you like to chant. That's very impressive. Same thing, we have to... Assignments won't come just as a flash news, correct? So, they give in advance. So, we, we have to schedule in such a way We prioritize everything, say for example, you know that tomorrow is going to be a very busy day, so you will know the schedule, right? Say for example, morning I get up 4 o'clock, then I have these things to do, from 7 to 9, so and so I have to do, then I have to go uni, then I have to go do this, so you will know that. So you can make a track of what are the tasks you are going to do tomorrow. And based on that, you can adjust how many, how much gap you can get between your tasks. Say for example, your class may be starting from 8 to 10. So before 8, if you are sleeping late, you may be getting up a bit late. So you know how much time you take to get ready and how much time it takes for you to prepare your meal and how much time it takes for you to reach your uni and then when you will get the next gap. So like that you can make a proper plan and fit wherever you can chant. So that's for the student life, you know so many many students and working class, that's everyday struggle. So that's why we schedule our day planner. So if you can able to fit all the two hours at one go, sixteen rounds chanting, very good. Otherwise you can schedule four hours, sorry, not four hours, four rounds, four rounds, four rounds. If not, at least two two, two. <laughs> eight batches. So so you can plan. And it is mentioned our our chanting actually starts a day before. <laughs> Because we plan a day before when I am going to chant tomorrow. Okay? Right. Thank you. Right. Ayakrishna, we'll stop here. grandra Shrimad bhagavatam ki, Śrīla Prabhupāda ki, Nantakoti-Vaisnava-Brunda ki.